The word of the Lord from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This story does not go the way that you would expect. And it's not the text that you highlight when you're, say, recruiting church members to mow the lawn or work the cleaning crews. We find that a woman named Martha has invited Jesus to her home for a meal. And it's most likely that when she invites Jesus into her home, she has also invited his disciples along with him. Maybe more. In other words, it's a big meal and there's plenty of work to be done. So it makes sense that Martha is distracted with much serving. She is doing a beautiful thing. She has opened her home to Jesus to provide him with food. Martha has a sister named Mary, and Mary is no help at all. As the flurry of meal preparations continue, Jesus does what he often does before a meal. He teaches. He speaks his word to those who are there with him. Among those who listen to him is Mary, who sits at his feet and takes it all in. So there's your scene, a hectic run-up to a meal in a busy household, where, where one sister is doing all the work in service to the Lord, while the other is just sitting there listening to him. No matter how nice it is to sit and listen to Jesus, Mary is doing nothing to get the food on the table. She could double the labors of her sister and help the hungry, but she's not. She's just sitting and listening to Jesus teach. This does not escape Martha's attention as she bustles to and fro around the house, We don't know if she appeals to her sister directly, but a word to Mary from the guest of honor would certainly be a motivator. So Martha says to Jesus, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Now that's a totally fair request, is it not? It's certainly not wrong or sinful, and it wouldn't be a big surprise at all if Jesus turned to Mary and said, You know, it would be a good thing for you to go and help your sister. But that's not what Jesus does. Instead, he answers Martha. He does it in the tenderest of ways. He speaks her name twice to indicate gentle and genuine affection. Nevertheless, he disagrees with her and says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary— Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. The use of portion here is kind of fun, by the way. 
Martha's trying to get portions of food on everybody's plate, and Mary's getting a good meal for faith just by sitting and listening to Jesus. Please note that Jesus also doesn't say that Martha's efforts are wrong. Meals need to be prepared if people are to eat, and although Jesus can feed 5,000 with a few loaves and fish, he normally opts for the usual method of cooking. So while what Martha does is a good thing, what Mary does is better. In fact, says Jesus, it's the one thing necessary. Let's put this in terms of law and gospel. For the extent of this little story, Martha is all about the law because the law is about loving God and your neighbor, which is exactly what Martha has set out to do. And that's a good thing. God grant that we all labor long and hard to serve him and to serve our neighbor. But no matter how hard you work, there will always be more work to be done. And with unexpected distractions, setbacks, and your own limitations, you're going to be anxious and troubled about many things as you seek to serve the Lord and love your neighbor. On the other hand, Mary is about the gospel in this story. She is all about sitting and receiving what Jesus has to give. And as he speaks his word that day, he is giving forgiveness and life and salvation. That's the one thing necessary. No matter how hard you work to serve God and your neighbor, you're still working yourself to death. But the Lord forgives sins, delivers from death and the devil, and welcomes you into his kingdom by his word. That's the one thing needful, the Lord and his salvation. You can be saved without preparing a meal for Jesus. You are saved by his grace alone, not by any work of your own. But you cannot be saved apart from Christ and his gifts. Now, this is a moment in the lives of Mary and Martha that Jesus uses to teach you and me. He's not saying that from now on, Martha must do all the work and Mary need never lift a finger to help around the house ever again. He's making this important point. When it comes to daily life and loving your neighbor, it is more blessed to give than to receive. But when the Lord is present handing out his gifts, oh, it is far more blessed to receive than to give. Now, remember from a couple of Sundays ago, Jesus has set his face and he is on his way to Jerusalem. From here, he keeps making his way to that Last Supper where he teaches and eats with his disciples. Then he goes to the cross, dies for the sins of the world, for you, for me, rises again on the third day and ascends into heaven. And today, the Lord of heaven and earth, the conqueror of death, he is present with us in this service. He speaks to you his word, albeit through the mouth of a pastor, and we're getting closer every minute to the supper that he has prepared for us, giving us his holy body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. When the Lord is present, it is more blessed to receive than to give. For what it's worth, this shapes our worship service in a lot of ways, including this one. I've heard critics of our worship say that it is too passive for the congregation while the pastor is grabbing the spotlight for himself. 
I'll admit that I've seen worship services where all sorts of people are doing all sorts of things. But remember that when the Lord is present, it's far better to receive than to give. See, the pastor does the bulk of the work during the worship service because he stands in the stead and by the command of Christ, who's giving out his gifts. So the pastor is the Martha of the service. And you? You get to be Mary. You get to come and sit and receive Christ in his gifts, in his word, in his sacraments. You get to be nourished before the next 167 hours of your life where you're going to go about all sorts of labors and be anxious and troubled about many things. By the way, I'd also contend that worship for you is not that passive because God gives you an act of faith. It's why you keep praying out loud together for the Lord to have mercy. It's why you stood up and said the creed together before the sermon, because faith wants to say who God is and what he has done. It's why you keep singing and speaking your thanks and praise to God for all that he has done for you, because that's what faith wants to do. Well, it's part of what faith wants to do. After that, faith wants to do what God commands. This is why I'm not really worried that this text is going to make you say, as long as I sit through church and try to listen to the sermon, I need never lift a finger and do a good work ever again. See, good works are good. Remember that Jesus doesn't say that Martha is wrong for preparing the meal. What she is doing is a good thing, and it's done by faith. Labor is a gift of God, while sloth and boredom will only lead to frustration and all sorts of temptations and sin. God didn't create Adam and Eve to sit around the garden and do nothing. He gave them dominion over creation and told them to take care of it. For that brief time before the fall into sin, they enjoyed labor without the anxiety and trouble, without injury and weariness. But even though work is far more difficult for you today than it was for them in the garden, you still find satisfaction in work because work is a gift of God. It can also be totally mundane stuff, too. If cooking a meal was a good work in our gospel reading, it still is today. So is clearing the table and washing the dishes or folding clothes, or doing your homework, or going to work, or checking on the neighbor, or serving on a mowing team, or a cleaning team at church, or all those daily tasks that seem to get in the way of serving God and do get in the way of what you'd rather be doing. They don't get in the way of serving God, though, because these are ways that God has given you to serve. We just had the pleasure of a couple of weeks with our one-year-old granddaughter, And we delighted in little things like how she'd play with a wastebasket or carefully examine each piece of bread before putting it in her mouth. Why would we delight in such things? Because she's our granddaughter. Know that as you go about your daily tasks, God delights in you and them because in baptism, he has made you his precious child for the sake of his only begotten son who purchased you with his own blood. Your ordinary daily work might seem in no way special to you, but before God, they are good works. 
Good works are good and faith wants to do them, wants to. See, you're a holy child of God and a new creation in Christ. And what do children of God do? They serve him. To sin now is not just to do the wrong thing, but in order to willfully sin now, you have to resist and deny who God has made you to be. On the other hand, your faith is just jumping up and down, waiting to do good things because that's what you are recreated to do. It's a sad testimony about us sinners that with what God has made us to be as new creations, we still find it so easy to turn from Him for the sins that we favor. It's good to stay busy. It's good to do good. That's what God created you to do in the first place. That's what Jesus set you free to do by His death on the cross in your place for your sin. Jesus doesn't praise Mary for not helping Martha, as if he would encourage her to devote her time to streaming Netflix or pursuing Pinterest. Instead, he says that what she is doing is better, and what she is doing specifically is listening to him. It's better to listen to Jesus. It's better to receive his word than it is to do things because his word is necessary. It's necessary because it gives the forgiveness of sins. It gives and strengthens faith. It bestows life and salvation to those who believe by the word that they have heard. Not only that, but it sets you free from sin, and only those set free from sin can do works that are good before God. So, if you're going to do good before God, you've got to hear His word of forgiveness first. So be Mary, and then be Martha. Be new creations forgiven for your sins and eager to exercise that faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.